You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Launching kids into the world is no joke, whether you're sending your kid to kindergarten or off to college. Some days we wonder if we're doing anything right. One thing is for sure, we all want to do it well. Hi, I'm Jamie, mom of four. And I'm Lisa, mom of three. We're here to help and encourage you in your parenting journey. Never perfect, always honest, and in the trenches with you. We're experienced, but not experts. You ready? Let's Let's launch. Jamie, I've got this funny story that is seared in my memory The boys were, I don't know, they were probably older elementary school. And Scotty had taken them with him to go look at the ball fields because he was coaching my youngest in T-ball at the Mm -hmm. time. So he was the coach. Mm -hmm. They'd gone to go check out the fields. I think they were checking them to see if they were wet or dry or whatever. So they had gone to go do that and... uh, all of a sudden, they come back home, and they've been gone about an hour. I heard a knock on the door that leads to the garage. So that door, I guess I'd locked it. They couldn't get in. Clearly, their dad was in the car or something, and they didn't have a key to get in. So knock on the door. So I go, and I unlock the door, and I open it. And there stands my boys. Now, my boys are about, they're about two and a half years apart, almost mm-hmm. three years apart. There stand my boys. Jamie, they looked like they'd been in a bar fight. <laughs> like their face was sort of puffy, uh-huh. like their cuts. Like I'm like, oh my word! And I'm telling you, panic sets in. Was I'm your like, first thought, "Where's your dad?" Well, yeah, <laughs> I did think, "Where's your dad?" But this is a little on brand for him. Like, okay, okay he might be gone. He's talking to a neighbor. Like yeah. he's very gregarious. So uh-huh. He loves. He's yeah. who knows. And they looked at me, and they 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 both were like, their face was just. They were sullen face and all this. And they looked at me and they they looked very guilty. And I said, what in this world happened? Jamie, neither one of them could tell me at all why they started fighting. (laughs) But what had happened was their dad had gotten out of the car, gone to check the field, and something had triggered a fight. They had started going at it. They were beating their brains out (laughs) in the car, beating each other up to Uh a bloody pulp. Yeah, Couldn't remember why the fight started, but... Their dad came back into them beating each other Uh up. And I just remember thinking, oh, my word, these boys hate each other. They're going to hate each other. They're mortal enemies, you know, all these things. And within, I don't know, 10 minutes of them coming inside the door, they were chatting and, you know, playing their little games together and whatever. And so I learned very quickly Okay, this is what two bear cubs do. Mm-hmm. This is like what boys do. They just fight, they wrestle, whatever. And that started like this lifelong journey of the boys being on the floor wrestling and yeah. just carrying on or whatever. I think the thing that I have realized about these relationships, and of course, with my daughter being a girl, one of the obstacles has been like, how do we integrate uh-huh. her into the sibling yeah. relationships? Mm-hmm. 
she's always been somewhat able to hang with them, which has been great. I mean, she was two years old and the middle son, I remember he had those big Hulk hands because those were really <laughs> yeah. popular. Uh-huh. Time. He would come and run full force <laughs> at the, the poor little girl and run into her with those Hulk hands yeah. and, you know, bowl her over. So she was used to that whole mm-hmm. thing. She could always just kind of hang with the, with the two of them. And they would make these, uh, 007 movies they have these spy movies and she'd somehow be the secretary uh-huh. or something stereotypical <laughs> yeah, to come exactly. in while they're like saving the day right uh-huh. whatever the case may be so funny but I think what I realized was fights were going to happen between mm-hmm. these kids not to panic that was a big thing for me don't panic when they yeah. fight certainly take care of it but mm-hmm. don't panic but also don't let it linger yeah. like don't let this become a whole thing because mm-hmm. the lingering of these fights Holding grudges, all of these things is what could cause breaches, yeah. you know, down the road. And especially as they got older, mm-hmm. you're mad at each other. Like, you you guys are going to need to get over it. So it was sort of this modeling, even with their dad and I, because, listen, I, I know some people have these marriages where they're just very laid back, whatever. We've got two feisty people uh-huh. who we, we could bark at each other. Yeah. And so even modeling forgiveness amongst mm-hmm. each other in our marriage. Yeah. It's really important for the siblings then to see, okay, we can fight, but we also make up, we get along, we love each other, we go on. And so modeling that so that that, that it became, we, we bond too, we, yeah. we love each other and go on. Um, I think also for us, it was about the family unit. Mm-hmm. And that became very important. And even to the degree, Jamie, that... I think it's important for kids in the family to bond over their annoyance of the parents sometimes. Yep. I mean, truly, like my kids now, because uh-huh. again, they're grown. I can't wait to hear from you on this. But my kids now, they have their own sibling chat. Uh-huh. Okay. So we know, my husband and yeah. I know, they've got videos that they make fun of us in it. <laughs> right. And again, this is they're not eight years old. Yeah. That would not yeah. be okay. Right. That's not cool then. Yeah. But they're in their 20s. Yeah. They can make fun of us. Yeah. Right. And they've got funny videos of us in there, like mom and dad, this and that. And they they bond over mm-hmm. that. And that's what we wanted yeah. in a way. Yeah. Because after we're gone, Lord willing, if the circle of life goes away, it should be. We're gone. They're going to be with each other. Yeah. I'm not naive to think that they're going to live next door to each other. Like, let's have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their own life, yeah. their own dynamic when that happens. But you pray for them to still really like each other, yeah. like the people they marry if they get married. And it goes on and on because it's really important. Like now my middle son, he's friends with my older son's wife. Mm-hmm. Like they tease and yeah. carry on. They even chat each other sometimes. Yeah. So all of these things come into play. But what has been your thought process and hope for your kids you know, bonding as siblings together. Well, it's funny because we were talking about your middle son, like running Shay over with those Hulk <laughs> things. Yeah. I too have three boys that are older and one daughter that's younger. All my kids ages, because three of them are adopted, are within four years. So these kids are like, boom, 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 boom. And I used to always say that my daughter's story, I said, she will beat you up in a princess dress. <laughs> she used to wear princess dresses everywhere, but yeah. I was like, do not count her out. She's got three big brothers. Right. She will take care of herself. So good. Um, and so that made me laugh. But, you know, I think the same thing as well is I really want to create some sort of bond between our kids that will outlast, that will outlast Aaron and I. Because yeah. you're right. That is so true. 
uh, it's funny because just recently, Aaron and I were going to bed because if you have younger kids, when you get teenagers, yeah. you go to bed before them. That's right. We were going to bed and Aaron looked at all the kids. They were all in the kitchen still. And he's like, y'all go ahead and y'all can start talking about us now before we leave. <laughs> and he was kind of joking. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I will say that when my kids were younger, um, there are fights and there are that mm. arguing. And what I had to remember is everything you just said is that I wanted to create a space where we could have disagreements and have all these things, but there could be reconciliation. Mm. We could like take care of those fractures that we had in their relationship. And did I always do that? Well, absolutely not. That was a lot of kids at a lot of time and a lot of things going on. Um, but that's something that I wanted to really work on. I know that this is not the case for everyone, but my three boys shared one room for years and years and years. Yes, For us, it was out of necessity. We just didn't have a large house. And um, I look back and I think, <laughs> what a joy to, for them to spend those early formative years together. Like literally we had three beds in one room. Yep. They were together. Mm. And um, I think that helped build some kind of camaraderie between the three of them. And as they've gotten older, all my four kids are in different things. They have different activities, but they really bonded together. I'll tell you a quick story. This was just recently. So my kids' ages now are 19, 17, 17, and 15. And we were all together after a dinner. And um, I said something to my daughter, which I didn't I'm, – I'm not a mean person. I wasn't trying to be mean. Maybe it was harsh. Maybe it was – Yeah. Maybe it was mean. Blunt. Blunt, harsh. Yeah. <clears throat> and my oldest son, in front of everyone, which we had a conversation later about that, but in front of everyone was like, Mom, that was really mean what you just said to mm. Story. And – I told Aaron afterwards, I was like, I was fine with him doing that. Now, I wish he wouldn't have done it in front of everyone, right, and we right. talked about that. But I told Aaron, I was like, I was actually really fine about that mm. because he wasn't trying to be mean to me. He was literally just saying, I think you were just mean to her. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was like, A, he's sticking up for a sister. Yeah. And B, I don't want to be above being able to be called out. Mm. You know, if I'm if I'm being mean, let me know. I don't want to be mean. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I even in that moment, I went to bed after we dealt with a bunch of other things. But I thought, I really enjoy the fact that the biggest brother was taking care of the smallest one mm. in the family and sticking up for her, even if it was against his own yes, mom. Yes. But I'm like, yes, this is what I want. And, you know, Lisa, I want to say this, and then I'd love to hear from you. We have noticed that when we have been out of our routines, I think I spoke about this on another show this season, when we've been out of our routines, we see our kids in a different way. Mm. We spent an extended amount of time on a vacation last year. And I saw my kids be friends with each other. Yes. Uh, I think what I talked about was I saw myself interacting more with them on a friend level yeah. than a parent level on that vacation. But I saw them as friends. Aaron and I would go to bed and they'd stay up late and watch movies together. Mm -hmm. Or we were really uh, crazy and in Rome, let them like walk off all by themselves. You know, they all came back alive, thank goodness. Yeah. But they were together and they were hanging out and they were being friends. And there was a part of me that kind of go, that made myself kind of think like, you know what? I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. I think they're going to be okay. Yes. Hey, y'all, it's Jamie. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I attended a Christian college. In fact, I graduated from Houston Baptist University. And I really loved being at an institution where faith was integrated into our learning. And now of my four kids, one is already in college, two are really close and we're looking at colleges, and then one is coming up the line. 
But if you have a student with college on the horizon, I want to tell you about Find Your Christian College. When you visit findyourchristiancollege.com, you can explore more than 200 Christian college options through the school search engine. You can filter the search based on things like size or location, majors, and athletics. Find Your Christian College collaborates with hundreds of Christian high schools, colleges, and universities across North America to promote Christian higher education. You can also find and register to attend one of over 125 in-person Christian college fairs across the U.S., These fairs take place every fall and spring. And if you can't travel, there's virtual Christian college fairs as well. Find out more at findyourchristiancollege.com slash launch. That's findyourchristiancollege.com slash L-A-U-N-C-H. As a parent of a teen and also a young adult, but my teen daughter, I'm constantly looking for resources to help her grow in her faith and make it her own. At my house, Light Speaks Loudest is one of my favorites. The Light Speaks Loudest team creates quarterly subscription boxes specifically to help teen girls better love themselves, others, and God. My daughter's story is 15, and her and I both love Light Speaks Loudest because their boxes are full of authentic and trendy items like devotionals, journals, self-care items, and other accessories to encourage girls. She loves getting mail that is just specifically for her, and I love what's in the box that's just specifically for her. Each season has a unique theme designed around relevant, important topics like body image, friendship, rest, purpose, kindness, and so much more. Plus, they support at least one teen business in every single box. I say it all the time. It is a tough time to be a teen girl right now with everything that our teenagers are facing from mental health struggles to peer pressure to loneliness to trying to understand their identity in Christ. And I'm really grateful as a mom to have Light Speaks Loudest as a partner in the process of helping my daughter and all the girls that they work with navigate these challenges with hope. You guys, if you also want to give your teen girl in your life a gift that's both authentic and fun, visit lightspeaksloudest.com. You can learn all about their subscription options. You can become a member today. You can get 10% off your first subscription box when you use promo code JAMIE10. That's lightspeaksloudest.com. Use promo code JAMIE, J-A-M-I-E, 10. But I think that's the key. I think it is the the putting them in positions that they are sort of forced to bond. Yeah. It's like the togetherness factor, right? Because especially as they get older, the kids are going to have different schedules. They're going to uh-huh. have they're going to be going here, going there. I mean, some somebody listening is like, yeah, I'll, my my 10, 10-year-old and my 13-year-old and my, you know, 14-year-old, they're all going in these different directions and that is the way it goes. Yeah. Right? They all have different social calendars and and ball schedules whatever. So you have to be intentional. There's that word again. We've said it all season, but it's like you have to be intentional about the way that you put your kids in the room where honestly, they're forced to be friends in a way because otherwise are they going to pick each other? Maybe or maybe not. Because I was going to say, we're not asking them to be best friends. Right. And also they've got different personalities, Jamie. It's the reality of it. You know, it's so funny. I had so many flashbacks as you're talking about all these different aspects. First of all, when you get to these older kids and especially young adults, because Caden's a young adult, Uh basically. Uh So when they get to be young adults, uh, by the way, get ready for uh, being called out sometimes. And, you know, it really is one of those things that happens. Yep. Uh, And that is interesting, an interesting dynamic. That's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a side road. But 
when you were talking about sharing a room, it flashed me back to when Graham was a senior, my oldest Graham. He was a senior in high school. Micah was a sophomore. And that's when we moved. And again, we talked about this yeah. on a different show, uh-huh. but we moved to a small home. In That home was, I think, 1,100 square yeah. feet. Well, we had moved from like, I don't know, a 3,800 square yeah. foot house. They had to share a room, Jamie, for the first time since they were four year four right. two. You, and now imagine these these boys Big are boys over are, six foot. Yeah. Right? Okay, they're sharing a room. Beds. I mean, we had to sandwich these beds in this room, and it was an experiment. And can these boys yeah. even coexist in the space? And I remember flashback now to that bar fight in the beginning of the top of the show. I was talking about, but I remember one night. Um, the boys were laughing hilariously. I walk in the room. There is a massive hole in the wall from where they are now wrestling on the bed. And one of them had put their elbow through uh-huh. the wall. Now, now, great. Dad's uh-huh. got to yeah. fix this wall. Yep. We've got some drywall issues. Yep. But then it became fun. Yeah. You know, these are these guys are rolling around and, and wrestling. But the point is, they were stuck in that room together. Mm-hmm. And um, do they love it? Probably not. Yeah. I'm sure not all the time they did. Yeah. But it is putting them in positions where they have to be together yeah. uh, to bond. And that can go too far. But I also think it is one of those times where they're they're sort of forced to to, you know, to learn what's good about each other. Yeah. And, and I and I yeah. think as people are listening and you're like thinking like, okay, you might have a four and a six year old or maybe some people have a, a 13 and a two year old. Yeah. We got a different story here. Yeah. We're not even talking about how do we create best friends out of our kids? No, because no. you said it so beautifully. They all have different preferences. They all yeah. have different things. All I have two kids in the same grade. They have different friend groups. Some yeah. of them overlap. But um, I think what as I'm thinking about this, what I really want to instill in my kids is how do we treat people mm. like friends? How would you treat a friend? How would you be kind to someone? And that's what we really want to see in our kids. It's like, it's not like, I don't need you two to be BFFs. You don't need matching bracelets, matching necklaces. No. But what I do need you to be is I need you to be kind to each other. Courteous. Courteous. We say that for a couple of reasons. We always say, hey, here's how we treat each other like this. Number one, because we're followers of Jesus. This is what we do. Number two, we're all Ivies. And Ivies don't treat each other any other way but this way. Yeah. And so we try to have that language in our home is this is why I'm asking you to treat your your sibling this way. A, we love Jesus. And you know what? This is another show for another day. I use that language even if some of my kids are like, I don't want to love Jesus. Or even mm. when they're younger and they haven't made that profession of faith, you're still going, We're we love Jesus in this family. And so this yes. is how we do this. Yes. I also think that you know, <laughs> one of the things I wish someone had said to me or maybe they did and I didn't pick up on it was there is no playbook Jamie for even like creatively helping your friends become siblings if someone's written a book on that please let me know what it is we would like to see it because I don't know what it is I really don't there probably is someone probably has and I'm sure it's beautiful but you know I remember as I'm trying to parent these kids day to day and we're going through all this stuff and I'm I'm thinking are my friends going are my kids going to be friends are they going to like each other one end of the story isn't written mm-hmm. I don't know yeah I mean me I, I still hope that they like each other you know yeah. in 10 years and all those things but we don't know yeah we we do our best like with everything we we put them in positions and but they're human beings mm-hmm. they can choose for themselves and life takes them on different paths and different ways they go and so again this it's it's all about how are we launching them how are we doing the best we can to do it but it's on them at yeah. the end of the day yeah but there is no playbook for this. And I do remember there were times I thought, 
man, I just don't know if I'm facilitating this right. I remember one time that the boys were fighting about something. Again, this was a, typical. And they. I thought, I think they need levity in this moment. Like, I think if they could laugh, they would realize this is ridiculous. Uh-huh. There's something stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, here's the fact. Boys are super competitive. Yeah. Listen, my daughter's competitive, too. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And I'm competitive. So they come get it on us. They get it from competitive family. But... The boys are competitive with each other. Right. It's weird. They will turn everything into a competition. <laughs> yep. Like you put them together and they're brushing their teeth. Who brushes it faster? Uh-huh. It's yep. weird. It's like it's an eight. Yeah. But they will compete. And I think in this moment they were, you know, I did this better, whatever. And they're fighting before they know it. And I remember thinking if they could laugh, I think they'll see this is stupid. And so I said to them, I said, you know what, guys? I said, you guys don't like each other right now. You're mad. I said, okay, well, I'm going to make you sit on the couch and hold hands. I've done it. You've done it? Yes. Okay, so I guess this is like, this is maybe this is playbook then. Yep. But they had to sit on the couch and hold hands. And I even took a picture to document it. Mm-hmm. And they just thought they la- they eventually they were so mad they were so mad at me uh-huh. but again bond together yep. be mad at mom <laughs> you got a, a common goal I'm fine with it because <laughs> yep. I can handle I got big shoulders yep. here and um but before they knew it they were laughing they thought it was so they were thought it was so dumb yeah and then you know by the time they had they could stop holding hands they weren't mad anymore yeah so I think it's just be creative with it just be intuitive here's the thing these are your kids. Like God entrusted them to you. Believe that God will give you the wisdom. Yes, on the fly. And you know how many times, Jamie, I have had to get wisdom on the fly when I couldn't look at a reference book. Mm -hmm. Maybe there wasn't one on my shelf or maybe there was and I didn't have the time for it. And I just said, Lord, help me know how to help these kids even like each other or get along or what to do right now. And that is the beauty of parenting with the Holy Spirit, because on the fly, he can help you know what to do. Anxiety and depression are hard enough for adults to deal with. They're really incredibly hard for our children to deal with them as well. I've said it before, us IVs, we are very, very much big fans of counseling. If you are a parent like me and you've seen your kids have to struggle with some mental health issues, I want to introduce you to Foundations Family Therapy and their online courses. Foundations Family Therapy is a group practice of licensed therapists who have created self-paced, video-based courses for topics like parenting young, anxious children. Their team understands that sometimes therapy is not attainable in the season of life that parents are in, and it can also be hard to find a therapist. So these courses are a great resource for getting some professional guidance. Three of their most popular courses include From Surviving to Thriving, Beating the Worry Monster, and Combating New Parent Anxiety. All of their content is created from a Christian perspective and led by a licensed marriage and family therapist. You'll get video teachings, print resources, activities to practice, and next steps for thriving. Foundations Family Therapies courses include eight therapy sessions worth of information and are offered for the price of just one therapy session. Launch listeners can get 20% off any of these online courses. Visit foundationsft.com slash courses. Use the code LAUNCH for 20% off any of their online courses. I want to tell you something that our family uses to help with healthy boundaries around technology and most importantly, to stay present during family time. We love family time at our house. And what I know to be true is that our time is limited. We want to reclaim our time and establish healthy tech habits for our kids and our family. 90% of the time that we have with our kids occurs before they're 18. I'm living that life right now. And we know that our screen time is the biggest battle in most families today. I want to tell you about RO. RO is a whole family solution that aligns our actions with our intentions. 
Aro is a technology solution for our technology dependence that combines the power of a motivational habit-forming app with the beauty of a defined place for our smartphone. So they have an app that's going to keep track of the habits that you're taking to spend time away from your phone. And they have a really, really great box. It sits on our kitchen counter where you can all place your phones in them so they can all be away from you during family times. Things like family dinners. Hey, we're all gonna put our phones up. Aro is an invitation to be intentional. It's a visual cue to put down your phones, to track and measure your time away while you do what's truly important. What happens is you'll put your phone away. You'll not even remember that you put it away. You'll have time with your family and then you have an app that helps you see how much time you spent off your phone. It's a way to instill pride in your behavior, a pat on the back for a job well done and a true invitation to the things that we all say actually truly matter. If you lean into Aro, it will change your family life and culture. Check out Aro at GoAro.com. That's G-O-A-R-O.com. Get one month free off of either an annual or a two-year Aro membership when you use the code LAUNCH. Hey, friends, I'm so excited about today's expert for today's show about how to help our kids develop lifelong friendships and how we help instill love and kindness towards their brothers and sisters. Today's expert is my friend, Catherine Garza, and Catherine is a friend of mine here in Austin, Texas. She is literally who I text when I have parenting questions, especially in these days of parenting teenagers and young adults. Catherine and her husband, Devin, have lived in Austin for many, many years, and they've raised four children together. They have two girls and two boys. Two of their kids are married, so they also have two daughters-in-laws, and they just love Jesus. They want to see their kids love Jesus, and she really has been the friend that I've always needed um, in helping me think through questions about parenting that are just sometimes hard to say out loud, but you can text that one friend and ask them. Here's my friend, Catherine Garza. Hi, my name's Catherine. I have four grown kids. My two older boys are both married, and I have two younger girls. They're all three and four years apart, and they're all really good friends, and they really love each other well. I loved listening to this episode, and it gave me a whole lot to reflect on raising our kids and teaching them about friendship And I could really relate to Lisa talking about her boys fighting because our boys loved to wrestle around their whole lives and actually still do and have actually seriously hurt each other doing it, but never in anger. We didn't allow them to hit one another in anger, and we didn't allow them to physically fight when they were angry with each other, which isn't to say that they weren't allowed to be angry. We allowed them to feel their feelings, but they just couldn't physically act out in anger. My relationship with my older brother was a very negative one, and he was quite a bully. So I wanted to make sure that my kids didn't treat each other the way he treated me. It was something I felt really, really strongly about. Recently, somebody with young kids was asking me what we did as parents to encourage our kids' friendships. And so I asked my kids what they remember growing up about us teaching them how to love each other well and to be friends. And the first thing each of them said was that we taught them how to empathize with each other, to sincerely apologize, and to forgive. And, you know, Jamie talked about reconciliation, and I think that that's key to setting up good relationships. Even though we didn't allow physical fighting, my kids argued a lot, especially my girls. I mean, there was a point in time when I thought that they would never be friends. But, you know, that provides lots of opportunity to teach them 
to see how they hurt each other and to really say that they were sorry so that they could be forgiven. And each of them has said that that has set them up to be able to do that as an adult, you know, in their adult relationships, to not hold grudges, but to be able to reconcile with each other. The other thing my kids all agreed on was that our family vacations were key in forming their friendships. So I loved hearing Jamie talk about their kids being friends outside of their regular routine on their family vacation. There's just something about getting kids outside of their normal rhythms and influences that breaks down barriers and makes them just depend on each other for their fun and entertainment. We didn't ever take their friends on family trips. For one thing, we drove everywhere we went and We took up an entire Suburban, so there wasn't room for extra kids. But for another thing, we just knew that this was sacred time for our family, and friends changed the whole dynamic. So we just didn't do that. Another thing that Jamie and Lisa talked about was being kind to each other. And my kids remember this as well. And one of the most important lessons I remember teaching them is to treat each other well. And they they weren't allowed to call each other names. And they weren't allowed to say shut up to one another. We drew really hard lines around those words because words matter and you can't take them back or make somebody unhear them. So if we ever heard them speaking unkindly, we reminded them that the Garces don't talk to each other like that. We're a family, and family's forever. Your friends will come and go, but your sister is your sister always, so you need to take care of that relationship. We were really fortunate to grow up near my husband's siblings, and they're all really good friends. So that was modeled really well to our kids. You know, we could always point to them and say something like, can you imagine your dad saying something like that to your uncle? And I think that was a huge influence on all of them. And seeing their aunts and uncles treat each other with such love made it normal for them to treat each other that way. My daughter told me the story about being at a friend's house and the brother and the sister were screaming ugly things at each other. And she stepped into the middle of the argument and was saying, y'all are brother and sister. You shouldn't be talking to each other that way. God says to love each other and that's what y'all need to do. And, you know, that just brings me to the faith aspect of teaching your kids to love each other. You know, my daughter said that being raised in the Christian faith has had a huge impact on how she learned to treat her siblings. And as a parent, I don't think we could have done the job we did without Jesus. I mean, I made so many mistakes that He covered, and He answered so many prayers that I prayed for my kids, and He has surely done abundantly more than I could ask or imagine in their love and friendship for one another. I just loved this episode so much, and it makes me so thankful for my kids' relationships. I just want to thank you, Jamie and Lisa. Thanks. Launch is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive producer, Jamie Ivy. Produced and edited by Angie Elkins. Editing assistance from Lindsay Barnett and Roger Abounza. Show notes by Nikki Ogden. Art by Noel Rhodes and Maddie Byers. Original music by Matt Graham, hosted by Lisa Whittle and myself, Jamie Ivey. Thanks for listening to Launch with Jamie Ivey and Lisa Whittle, Season 2. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.